to the Chicago 15, slot right, single receiver, Hester to the left, press coverage, snap to Haney, throws it over the middle, Wisconsin Sports Trilogy presents the Packers Trilogy Podcast. Hey, old Packer fans, what's going on? Welcome to the Packers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for diehard Packer fans by diehard Packer fans. I am your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. And as always, you can find our podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trilogy underscore pod. We are back for second of third. Second of the third episode this week. All right. We're going to look into the Bear. Ba- Whoa. Excuse me. Bears Packers film review. Like I said, um, I'm going to start off this season just kind of diving into the offense. Um, I feel like I'm a little bit more comfortable with that. And just when I could pick one side of the ball, that would be the one I prefer to do. I don't know a ton about the defense. I think over time I might try to start doing that as well. Again, this is not from a scout's perspective, someone that is extremely in tune with the X's and O's. I feel like I know football pretty decently, but I, you know, I'm not a coach. I'm not a scout, anything like that. So this is not by any means perfect analysis and I don't expect it to be want it to be this is after all a fan podcast I am not a reporter I am not anything like that I am here as a fan and I try to dig a little deeper and give you more information but I'm also trying to give you you know a passionate and if you're listening to this you're looking for a little bit more of a biased you know, you're not looking for the national media type of thing, right? You're you're looking for someone who loves the Packers as much as you, and that's why we started this podcast. So that's what I'm here for, and just understand that that means, you know, it's not always going to be the, the most detail, you know, X's and O's oriented, even though I do my best with that kind of stuff as well. Um, but that's kind of where we're at for this film review. My plan later this week is either to get out a podcast Thursday morning or Friday morning, and that's going to be the preview to the Atlanta Falcons game coming up this week. Um, it's not going to be a super long podcast, but you know we do our instant recap, we do our in-depth recap, and then we'll go and look ahead to the Falcons, and then we'll try to continue that Um the entire season so looking at three days a week sometimes um, if it works out better for me I might try to you know push this podcast a little later in the week and kind of do a joint one do a film review and a uh, look ahead to the next team Um, so that might happen as well so two to three podcasts if it's two it's just going to be one of them is going to be a a longer podcast um, because it's going to be two in one type of thing so that's where we're at. A little bit of house cleaning, housekeeping stuff there. 
So we're just going to get into it. Um, we're going to start with um, just some notes I took from the passing offense. Um, it kind of goes in the scheme of the game. Then we'll restart and go, um, you know, start with the run and stuff I noticed there. And then um, we'll kind of get into my grades and things like that afterwards. Um, not not super long, but I do think there are some plays, especially in the past game, that stood out to me. Um, and some players that stood out to me in, in both good and bad ways. And like I said, we'll get to that in our grades portion of today's podcast. So we'll jump right into the pass. So first pass play of the game, it's third and 13. There's two runs before this. Um, man, Jordan Love. <laughs> in... It, it was just incredible to me, Jordan Love in third down and fourth down situations. He was absolutely incredible in those situations, and it was no different here to start it off. After watching this one, and I actually did see this one um, quite a bit on Twitter and you know things like that, and I heard them talking about this from All-22s. I couldn't wait to get into it and um, see that. So I was able to see this play, and I absolutely loved what I saw on this play. So Jordan Love is in shotgun. He takes kind of a one, maybe a three-step drop. It was a quick drop off the shotgun, hits his back foot, just plants and delivers a strike to Romeo Dobbs, who catches it in stride and then is able to continue running forward and gets first down yardage. You know, he catches it probably, what, five to eight yards short, and he's able to get down um, and get the first down, which I think is very, very important and very, very awesome that he was able to do that. It was a big moment, obviously very early in this game, but I just think it's it's really awesome to see that, and I thought he did a really, really good job on that play. Like I said, he just kind of, Jordan Love just went back, put his foot in the ground, knew where he wanted to go. It was open. He went to it. It was, to me, it was just a very, very good thing that Jordan Love did there. And um, I just, like I said, I thought he was pretty incredible on third and fourth downs the entire the entire game, and it was absolutely incredible. Uh, the Packers with Love at quarterback, third downs, they were 9 for 15, 1 for 1 on fourth downs, which included a touchdown, and they were also 3 for 3 scoring touchdowns while they were in the red zone. That is absolutely incredible stuff. That's difficult parts of the game. He, The offense and Jordan Love made it look easy. Um, all that kind of stuff. I just... I am I'm really, really excited and happy with that. So um, on the first touchdown pass now, so we'll jump ahead a little bit further into that drive. Next thing that stood out to me, um, obviously I think Romeo and Jordan did a good job on that play. Um, I really don't have anything to complain about. Um, if you listen back, I'll kind of briefly re-explain here. But basically, my offensive grades are from 1 to 10, 1 being the worst possible play ever, 10 being the best possible play ever. So 1 and 10s aren't going to be given out that often, 2s and 9s not given out that often, all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, typically, you know, guys are going to run about the 5 range. On 
that touchdown, I gave Romeo a seven. I gave Jordan Love a six, so above average, not insanely above average, not insanely great. But the other thing is, is I gave uh, Dontavian Wicks a six on that play. I thought he had an absolutely fantastic route. The play wasn't meant to go there, but he was wide open in the corner of the end zone. Like Jordan Love never looked there because he was, you know, reading out the concept and that stuff. He was Dontavian was just on the the backside of the play, but I just thought he had a very good route on the all twenty-two. And then jumping ahead to the second drive, first play. Jordan Love hits his back foot after the play fake. He's got pressure in his face. On um, He's on time with his throw. Like Malik Heath is just breaking, all that kind of stuff, and he just misses. It's not on target, right? Um, this is his first big accuracy miss of the day, I thought. Um, but it was a difficult situation. Josh Myers just allowed a defensive tackle right in the lap of Jordan Love as he's throwing the ball. It was a difficult throw. Um, obviously I think Jordan wants to hit those, but also it was a, it was a pretty difficult throw. Um, then that was a three and out. So not a ton else on that one. First play of the third drive. I, <laughs> I literally wrote hate the throw by Jordan. So this is on those, basically the little bubble screen. Romeo Dobbs is all out there all by himself. It's one-on-one, you know, you throw it to him. They're playing off coverage. And it was, instead of, you know, kind of hitting Romeo in his hands as he's kind of moving out and forward a little bit, you know, it, Romeo has to readjust, kind of spin around behind him, catch it, and by the time he turns around, then the cornerback is there and he's not able to get anything. I think if Jordan puts that where Jordan wants to put that, um, we get five yards and now it's second and five and, and makes it very easy. That's something that Aaron and Devontae were very, very good at, and I'm sure Jordan can see or could see, you know, on those plays how easy those three, four, five, six yards are when you have a guy that can, you know, get a couple extra yards. Even if he's tackled by the first person there, he can get an extra yard, two yards out of of it by, you know, kind of making a move and all that kind of stuff. Um, So next thing, uh, the next drive, so drive number four, I don't know what is going on with first plays, but a lot of things stood out there. Um, on this one, A.J. Dillon dropped the check down, okay? And it just looked like he had uh, bricks for hands and <laughs> it just like hit both of his hands and went straight down. And it wasn't pretty look for A.J. Dillon. Um, so not good there. But when I was watching this play, there was something that stood out to me more than just the drop pass. It was a good pass by Jordan. I thought that he went from one to three, you know, and three being his check down rather than actually looking at his second read. He kind of just glanced right over it. If you watch from behind the line of scrimmage, it just looks like his, you know, the helmet stripe goes from middle of the field. I think Luke Musgrave was on like a hook or some kind of route in the middle of the field. He goes from that kind of barely briefly stops at Malik Heath's route, who's running a corner route, and then can just continues to A.J. Dillon in the flat for the check down. I would have liked to see Jordan, instead of ripping the check down, ripping the corner route to Malik Heath because I don't know if he just saw the cover two zone that they were in, the Bears were in, 
and just assumed that he wasn't going to be able to hit that. He has the arm talent to get it there. All he had to do is throw it towards the sidelines. Safety was, you know, a good three yards um, on the, you know, midfield side of Malik Heath. So all you got to do is throw it towards the sidelines. You have that three yards of separation already. And the cornerback was kind of creeping up on the A.J. Dillon check down. And to me, when I stopped the film, Jordan Love hadn't gotten to A.J. Dillon yet. So to me, he's just got to get his back foot in the ground and rip that to Malik Heath. That was the only that I can remember off the top of my head. That was the only one that I didn't like what Jordan did with the ball in terms of like where he was going with it. Um, obviously there was some things that he missed throws that he missed. There was obviously some of those. I talked about one of them. There's a few others on like in breaking slant type routes. Um, but this is the one that I was like, I don't know why he just skipped right over it. Cause it was a easy 20 yard gain. And if Malik Heath breaks a tackle, it's a touchdown. So I just, it just surprised me that he didn't go that it just like looked over his next read. And, and again, I don't know the offense. I don't know any of that, but it appears that to me, like he just looked over that read. So, um, next play though, I thought he went through his progression really well, got one, two to three really quickly, made the right decisions on the first two by passing them up and does a good job putting it right on Musgrave. It was just like one of those Luke Musgrave comes from his tight end position goes to the middle of the field and just sits down, you know, in that zone area, the soft part of the zone there. Um, then later in, I can't remember if it was the same drive or, or when exactly this was, but it was in the second quarter, kind of later in the second quarter. Initially, when I saw the TV copy, I thought it was a little bit of bad throw by Jordan Love, maybe not exactly the right route from Luke Musgrave on that out slash corner route and Greg Olson said as much and he kind of leaned into Musgrave's got to cut that up field and watching the all 22 it was incredibly clear that that was on Musgrave right so Musgrave for some reason cuts flattens that route out right he instead of running a corner route he runs an out route but by running the out route he is running right into a defender and the only defender that's deeper than him on the field, like closer towards the end zone is on the complete other side of the field. And he basically runs his route into the zone where that guy was, where Jordan rightfully put the ball up on a corner route because that's the part of the field that was open and all that kind of stuff. Like it just, even if you're running an out route, you have to see that, there's no one, you know, upfield from you. And the only guy that could make a play on this ball is to the left of you on, you know, the sideline basically. So I just, he's, he's gotta be able to adjust those routes that it didn't seem like it was like something very nuanced and something like that. He's just, he's gotta be able to see that it was pretty obvious. Um, and, the other thing is Jordan Love threw that throw with such anticipation. Like he was thoroughly expecting Luke Musgrave to run a corner route is soon. Like Luke Musgrave was about to put like about to make his cut in, you know, in this case, an out route when it should have been a corner. But anyways, um, Jordan Love is throwing the ball 
like he's releasing the ball as Luke Musgrave's making his cut. So it was clear Jordan Love expected him to make a cut and run that corner route. So farther upfield rather than that out route, which is just kind of you go up the field and then your cut is 90 degrees towards the sidelines. And he wanted him to kind of 45 off towards the corner. So that one I blame completely on Musgrave. I thought it was a good throw, good spot, all that stuff by Jordan Love. Um, it was just – I don't want to even say miscommunication because to me – and again, I'm not a scout. I'm not an X's and O's film junkie, all that kind of stuff. But to me it was pretty obvious that this was this was on Luke Musgrave. Very next play, Jordan Love does a great job, finds um, – Jaden Reed on a third down. This is the last play or the last, um, excuse me, last drive in the half. So he does a very good job of manipulating the linebacker. I think it was Tremaine Edmonds. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but he does a good job. He's keeping his eyes to where Jaden Reed kind of was on his break. He's keeping his eyes in his head there. And then as soon as Jaden Reed, you know, he's continuing running and now he's behind the linebacker. He's keeping his eyes to the right. Um, And then as soon as he gets behind the linebacker, Jordan Love flips his head, flips his hips, and throws a strike. So the linebacker is like, he's still thinking that way. And as soon as Jordan Love kind of pulls up, then he takes an extra step that way and it just makes it look absolutely wide open um but i think a lot of that was i think it was a good call against the zone but jordan love did a good job of making Jaden reed absolutely wide open by using his eyes on the linebacker in that zone coverage um so then the next thing i had like it i didn't have a lot of other things that i was like questioning or thought were was really, really good and thought or thought was really, really bad or anything like that. Um, but the next thing I, I mentioned was the scramble on third. I think it was third and 10. Um, he gets seven yards to get us to fourth and three. And if you remember fourth and three, it was a great play. Um, that was, they were, the Bears were in man coverage. We call the halfback angle route. Um, Aaron Jones, or Jordan Love puts it right on Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones takes to the house and that's when he kind of pulled up a little lame with the hamstring injury. Obviously we hope that is okay. And it sounds like that is okay at this point. Um, but to get to that point, okay, Jordan love, I really, really love, love that play by, um, Jordan love. So he hits his back foot and he's got pressure on his face almost immediately. Elton, Played, I thought Elton played pretty dang well in this game. There was a two to three play stretch, and this was the stretch that I had negative grades on him like three plays in a row. And I that was the only time <laughs> the negative plays, other than this, were pretty few and far between. Um, but this one was just flat out bad. He got at the at the line of scrimmage. I don't even know what defensive lineman it was, but. They use a swim move, got in Jordan Love's lap immediately. He hits his back foot. He sees this. He makes a move. He gets seven yards. And really, he probably should have had five or six, but he lowers his shoulder and just absolutely demolishes whoever was out there and kind of runs through him to get an extra yard or two. 
um, to set up that fourth and three. And then, like I said, obviously we know what happened after that, the touchdown to Aaron Jones. Um, but great, great stuff. Um, obviously, I think the the touchdown to Aaron Jones is great. The, the uh, second touchdown to Romeo Dobbs, the back shoulder fade, you know, goal line fade type of thing, I thought – he Jordan Love did a very good job putting it in the right spot, and then Romeo went up and made a great play on it. Um, run game, I don't have nearly as much on the run game, but there are some things that stood out, you know, especially early in this game and then right out of halftime, right? So very first play of the game, absolutely terrible by Josh Myers. So you come out. Um, your defense just gets a third and one and a fourth and one stop. You get a turnover on downs. You come out. You're going to run the ball. Offensive linemen love to get out and move defensive linemen, right? You know, especially the interior guys, they love to just maul and all that kind of stuff. And Josh Myers, on the very first snap after all that good, just got absolutely destroyed. Um, Aaron Jones had to try to make a jump cut from Josh Myers because he got pushed back so much into the lap of Aaron Jones as he's getting the handoff. Um, He wasn't able to make it, but just, man, just a terrible, terrible rep from Josh Myers. Um, (laughs) The next bullet point I wrote down was Aaron Jones, man. (laughs) Aaron Jones. Except that first play, right? Because you just don't have any time or space to do anything. Um it just seems whether it's blocked up or not, he can make, he can get you some extra yards. If it's blocked up for five, he's getting you eight, right? If it's not blocked up, you know, or the defense makes a good play that it's going to be no gain, he can get you two yards, right? That's just who Aaron Jones is, and he showed that to me in this game even more, in my opinion. Um, Interestingly, I thought uh, Ben Sims early in this game took a lot of snaps that I thought were going to go to Tucker Craft. Um, granted, he didn't get really a ton, a ton of snaps in the whole game anyways, but just early on it was kind of noticeable run blocking. He was out there instead of um, Tucker Craft. So Ben Sims ended with eight in the Jordan Love snaps, eight total snaps, and then Luke Musgrave got seven, but Luke Musgrave got seven, and that was all in like the last drive or two of Jordan Love's day down there in Soldier Field. So just kind of interesting, surprising. I thought he was really, really good as a run blocker, actually. I had him graded positively, 5.18, if you round up, 5.19. Really solid in run blocking for the most part with a couple good reps here and there, but I didn't see any negative reps in my eyes, at least for Ben Sims. So very look, looks like a pretty decent run blocker. That's good to have. And obviously as, um, Luke Musgrave and Tucker craft are growing in that regard and growing just as players, Ben Sims, who is also a rookie. Um, he just seems to have that run blocking down. Um, I think Luke Musgrave is, like when he was coming out, everyone's like, "Yeah, he can't block. He he doesn't have the best form. He can get beat pretty easily at times, but he sure does try. Like he's out there putting the work in, and he's getting to his spots, and he's working hard to try to block as best he can. 
even though the technique isn't perfect, I still think the effort is very, very important. And for, for most snaps, it does the job. Um, the other thing about the run game. So I know a lot of Packer fans, they were saying it on the broadcast too, were pretty frustrated, like, get Aaron Jones the ball, let's run the ball with Aaron Jones a little bit, and then we can open up this passing offense, right? And then in the second half, what does Matt LaFleur do? Four straight runs to Aaron Jones to start out the second half. Then they throw that um, that kind of weird screenplay where they have motion going one way, Jordan Love rolling one way, and then kind of leaking Aaron Jones back out the other way from the backfield. Just absolutely brilliant play design, play calling in that moment after the four. You know, they do, I believe it was on play action as well. And so the Bears, you know, bite a little bit on the play action, but then they get back to pass and don't even think about a possible screenplay. So I just thought it was brilliant timing. Um, Obviously that screenplay goes brilliantly we got two wide receivers blocking downfield for one guy then we have um, three linemen blocking two or three guys that were close to the line of scrimmage and then it's just Aaron Jones in space and gets 51 yards and then the rest of that series were all runs they didn't throw the ball other than that one time on that drive and we walked down the field and score a touchdown So obviously I think there's times where you can't just run the ball all the time, but this drive was important that I'm like, you can't just go away from it either. You have to be running the football. It doesn't have to be every single play or anything like that. Like it basically was on this drive because clearly the one pass worked out pretty well too. But I think it, it makes it very difficult on a defense, especially when Aaron Jones is the hot hand like he was early in that second half. That's kind of, um, a lot of the plays specifically that I went through and I saw. Um, So hopefully you enjoyed that. And then we'll go through a little bit of the grades that I have for this week. Uh, My best rated players, again, I only graded and only went through the film on offense. Um, (laughs) at, At some point, like I said, I hope I can start doing defense and stuff. But I have to get a system down and be a little bit faster at this because it does take quite a bit of time. I'm new to this. It's just not something I'm very quick at yet. So I want to get quicker and better at it before I worry about adding another thing to do. So, again, highest rated players I had for this game. Number one, Aaron Jones. Two, Romeo Dobbs. Three, Zach Tom. So Aaron Jones I had rated with a 5.38. Romeo Dobbs, 5.27. Zach Tom, 5.18. My worst-rated players, Josh Myers, Luke Musgrave, Josiah DeGuara, Malik Heath. Josh Myers was with a 4.6. Luke Musgrave, 4.97. Josiah DeGuara, 4.97. Malik Heath, 4.98. I think if you go up just a little bit more, 4.99, I think I had um, John Runyon. So... As you can see, even though it's technically I can grade any play from 1 to 10, these even good to great games, 5.5 is going to be pretty good because the vast majority of snaps that guys have are going to be a 5 or very, very close to a 5, right? So, again, it isn't going to be a ton of variant in terms of like... um, 
you know, 5.38 is the best versus 4.6 is the worst. That doesn't seem like a lot, but it is quite a bit. Like the difference between a 5.4 and a 5.2, which is if you round up Aaron Jones and Zach Tom score, that's what they have. It's, it's quite a jump. <laughs> like you have to have quite a few more um, big plays. The other thing with that is, you know, Aaron Jones didn't play every snap, right? The offensive line and Jordan Love got 55 snaps. No one else on the offense gets that. So they have more of those plays that are five that are going to kind of bring them back to that five. Um, so you have to kind of take that with a little grain of salt, but that's just showing you how often and how many big plays Aaron Jones was making. Um, uh, some other grades that I think are important, Jordan Love 5.1, so a little bit above average. Again, like when he's just handing the ball off, though, it's it's 5, right? He's not doing anything special or anything like that, but a little bit above average. I thought that was good. Um, moving along, wide receivers, nothing crazy great. Romeo Dobbs, like I said, was the best one of the wide receivers. Samari Toure, I had graded as the next highest with Jaden Reed not far behind. Um, 5.1 for Samari Toure. 5.08 if you count it for uh, Jaden Reed. So, like, it's really not that big of a difference at all. But I did have Samari Toure just a touch above him. But there was some Jaden Reed drops and things like that that accounted for that um, and some other things that I didn't always love from Jaden Reed, but overall I thought he had a very good game. Um, Luke Musgrave, I thought, had a solid game. Like, even though Luke Musgrave, Josiah DeGuaro, Malik Heath were on my lowest rated, they're like just under that five. <laughs> um and it was just a few plays for all of those guys. And then they didn't really have any big, big plays. Um, even Luke Musgrave's big play, um, you know, before our touchdown to Romeo Dobbs, I thought, you know, he, I thought it could have been better, right? Um, because he's backpedaling for like, 12 yards, <laughs> maybe it wasn't quite that much, 10, 8, whatever it was, he was backpedaling for that ball, and I like, I just, if he just turns and runs, and isn't backpedaling, it's an easy walk-in touchdown, so like, even though it was a big play, and it was a good play, it still was like, I had a hard time, I graded it a 5.5, because a lot of the reason, the reason he was open was a scheme, and yeah, he made the catch, but it 100% should have been a touchdown. I thought with what Jordan Love was given, like he's picking up the ball, he's turning around, there's a player in his lap, he throws it to where Musgrave should be, but instead Musgrave is backpedaling. Like, like I said, I barely gave him a positive grade for that, and I gave Jordan a 7 because I thought Jordan put that in the right spot, did everything right outside of you know the fumble, but it didn't really mess up the timing too much. Like, um, so I thought all of that was just, just fine. Um, and then Jordan, I thought threw a good ball and 
for some reason, Luke Musgrave is backpedaling to it for, for no apparent reason. So I thought, um, I expect Luke Musgrave to have bigger plays here and there. There was, um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but he had a bad, bad run blocking rep that I graded him a 2.5. Um, that's, I think those two things, if he would have, you know, had the touchdown on that play and then didn't have a terrible, terrible run blocking rep, I think he probably wouldn't have been in my lowest graded, but those two plays I think stood out to me there. Josh Myers does not look good. (laughs) Um, I think they're going to have to start looking into a new center sooner rather than later. We'll see if they do, but he was clearly the worst offensive lineman. So if you look offensive lineman left to right, David Bakhtiari, David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins, I had graded exactly the same as at 5.12. Josh Myers, 4.66. John Runyon, 4.99. And then Zach Tom, one or 5.18. He was the highest graded offensive lineman I had. Um, except Rashid Walker, but he was only in for two snaps, and he did really good on those two snaps. <laughs> um, Rashid Walker had a 5.5. Uh, but... So it's Zach Tom, David Bakhtiari, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, clearly the best three. And then John Running Jr., very solid. Um, not a lot of really, really positive plays, but not a lot of really, really negative. And then to me, Josh Myers had plenty of decent, you know, average reps, not really much for truly positive reps. And then especially early in this game, if you look at the first drive, so like I said, the most common thing a player is going to get is a five. Just listen to the first drive. So there's 11 plays here. Josh Myers graded out on these plays. Two, five, five, 4.5, 4. 4.5, 6, 5, 4, 2.5, 5. Like most every other player, like if we just take John Runyon who was the next lowest offensive lineman just in contrast it's six five five six five five and a half five 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 so it's just crazy when you look at that was the worst stretch from josh myers i think he got a little bit better as the game went on but he was not good overall in this game at all in my opinion so that's gonna be it for me today like i said plan for another podcast uh, we'll see how my schedule and everything works out for work and all that kind of stuff but we have the falcons coming up we're going to dive into that matchup what to look for who to watch out for <laughs> be john robinson um and we will talk to you then but until then go pack home